Hello everyone, this is Adolfo from the Essential Films Podcast. What you're about to hear is a bonus episode of about 40 minutes of audio that we did while recording the Superman episode, which should be up by the time you're listening to this. Um, this is just kind of a free-flowing conversation. It's raw, as in I didn't really produce it. It's just kind of getting uploaded as is. And uh, I just thought it would be better for an individual episode that didn't distract from the main topic of the Superman episode. So please enjoy. Speaking of uh, things that keep us busy, and speaking of things like the Alamo Draft House, and you've had some adventures there recently. What, what have you, what have you been watching? And I know you've got some plans to go see something else too. Oh, dude. Okay, Let, I have to go back because we we haven't done a show in like two months, like this show. So I need to go back to like my purchase history and see where the hell I've been with this, uh, with this, uh, with this place. My favorite place, Alamo Draft House. I think the last one we talked about. Was maybe the Gremlins? Was it Gremlins? No, you know what it was. I think I had just no. It was right before I think I went to see Seven. Okay. I think that was the one I because when we did uh, the last episode, I said I think in a couple of weeks I'm going back to see the the Seven the the dinner. I think that was the last thing. Gotcha. So yeah. So did I send you the menu for that? Um, maybe. Right, I don't let remember. Me pull, let me pull it up because I knew I know I sent it to D, so I have it saved in the uh, in the chat log. But uh, yeah. So okay. So for those who don't know, last episode I mentioned that I was going to uh, see Seven at uh, at Alamo Draft House, and it was a special screening where it was they were doing a special dinner related to Seven. Um, so they had a few drinks. They had a drink menu because it was a mystery dinner, so you did not know what the food was that you were going to eat during the screening. It was, uh, they, they kept it a secret from you, but they did, uh, give you some drink options. So they had a couple of, uh, some good ones. Um, I'm, I'm kind of an IPA guy compared to like, cause I'm, I'm a beer person. I'm more beer than liquor. So I've kind of grown fond of IPAs lately. So the one I had was called the bells Two hearted, which is a Michigan IPA. And uh, it was pretty good. Um, but you have the, um, you have the uh, what's it called? So you have the movie, and the idea of the whole dinner is that it's seven courses for the seven deadly sins, and I have the uh, I think I have the list here in front of me. No, I don't. That's the drink list. Uh, hold on, I think I sent it to maybe Draven. Hold on, it's probably here somewhere. Yes, I sent it to Draven. So you don't know what's in the box. Essentially, that that's the idea. So they bring you each course in a box that what's has the name the of the sin on it. What's in the exactly? What's in the box? So the first course was gluttony, and it was foie gras, which was blueberry jam, duck fat, crispy chicken skin. Second course was greed, which was beef carapaccio. I mean, I don't know if I'm saying that correctly, but it's, I think it's, it's carapaccio. There you go. Which is like noodle. Like it's, it's a kind of pasta. Fried oyster, coleslaw, truffle, and beet juice. Uh, the third course was sloth, which was a slow cooked beef, which was beer braised short ribs with mashed potatoes, whole carrots and turnips and pecan 
Gremolata, which I don't know what that is, but it was pretty good. Um, the fourth was Lust, which was a pasta putanesca. I think I'm saying that correctly. Uh, anchovy, olives, capers, crispy garlic. The fifth course was Pride, which was the Adam's apple and eel, which was smoked eel, bacon, roasted apple, and cider vinaigrette. Sixth course was Envy, which was the monkfish and lobster, which was broccoli, green onions, green garlic vinaigrette, and watercress. And finally, the last course was the dessert, which was Wrath, and it was spiced chocolate cake, which had sereno strawberry sauce and cinnamon whipped cream. So they literally served Wrath right as the uh, as Brad Pitt was looking in the box. So literally like two minutes before the movie ended, they served us Wrath, So, which I mean was probably – the most appropriate time to get it. And that was fun. That was fun. Uh, you, uh, they gave us the list of the courses after, as you were exiting the, the theater, because the, the host said, oh, before the movie started, like if you're interested in knowing what exactly you're eating, they're going to be giving out the course list as you exit the theater today. Um, but as far as, you know, as far as during the movie, you don't, you don't know what you're going to get. So, you know, they just said, well, enjoy. And it was pretty good. I got to say, you know, some of the stuff may be a little better than others, but it was definitely an experience, and I kind of like how they tied the whole uh, Seven Deadly Sins thing to uh, to the meal. And it, it 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 was definitely, again, it was definitely a unique experience that I would definitely recommend to anybody. I think there's a couple of Alamos that do this, mostly in Texas. Uh, this is the first time they brought it to the Brooklyn location. So this was, uh, I don't think they're going to ever do it again. But if you're ever lucky enough to catch something like this at an Alamo draft house near you, I would definitely definitely check that out i don't know man like two of those things sounded good the rest, <laughs> of, the rest of it not so much yeah it's very very uh i don't want to say like pretentious food but it kind of just by the the names it kind of came off that way but i definitely i see where you're coming from but you know overall like i said it was it was a pretty good a uh, pretty good meal um so after seven where's my list here so after seven, I did the uh, I did Phantom Thread there at seventy millimeter, which was pretty awesome. We talked about Phantom Thread on Force Perspective a couple weeks back. Uh, I did Howard the Duck. Oh my god! You. you never told me you saw. I know you were planning on seeing it, but you never told me what you thought about it. What did you think of Howard the freaking duck? Uh, I, I don't know, man. It's terrible, it's, dude. I don't know. It's, it's a it's, horrible movie. Well, I mean, just on surface level, looking at it, technically, yeah, it's a horrible movie, but it's like, I don't know. It's just, I found it oddly, oddly entertaining, entertainingly creepy. Let's call it that. I found it oddly entertainingly creepy because there's a lot of innuendo there that I don't know what the hell poor, George Lucas was Poor, poor Leah Thompson. Like the year <laughs> exactly, be- bro. The, the year before, she has to hit on her son, and then in this movie, she has to hit on a duck. She's hitting on a duck, bro. <laughs> you know what it is? It's so weird. The first half, I was I was pretty into it. Like the first half of the movie, and then when it got ridiculous after like the um, after when they were trying to send them home, and like the thing explodes, and then our boy, uh, oh god, what's the actor's name? Uh, Tim the Robbins? guy from Fer- the, no, the guy, not Tim. Ro- well, Tim Robbins was wacky too. But the, oh, the Jeffrey guy Jones. From Bueller. There you go. Yeah, when he got wacky, bro. That's what I was like. Uh, what? The- what the hell am I watching? And it was just, oh man, that's that's what it got bad for me. But like the first half was pretty watchable. I got it. I'll, I'll freely admit that anywhere. That first half of this movie was pretty watchable. Then when you got to that part onward, that's when it got re- too ridiculous for me. But 
Uh, it was, yeah. uh, but I mean, I'm I'm glad I was with an audience that that got it and they were they knew what they were in for, and it was 70 millimeter, bro. Like, <laughs> oh, you need to see all 70 glorious millimeters of that movie. That's right, and and it's it's funny because I believe uh they used the um I I don't know if it ever got a 70 millimeter release in the states, but I think it got 70 millimeter over in uh in the UK because I remember. The first thing I saw as they rolled the the film was kind of like that whole I don't know some sometimes you see this like when you go to like to retro screenings you'll see like the stats of the of the film like you know uh, let's just say Howard the Duck Howard the Ducks 1980 whatever you know and like all like all the stats you know before the movie starts so when that film started rolling it said Howard a new breed of hero. Which is the UK title, so I was like, "Holy crap! This is the this is the UK like film, the UK film version." So I was like, "Hmm, did the UK only get seventy millimeter? Because I, you know, this this isn't something that probably the states got if it if it had the UK title you know, on it." I, I never I never went that deep into the trivia. Of <laughs> I could sing you the, I could sing you the title song though. I'm not gonna do. Oh, that. Oh no, but. let's not do that. But uh, but it said but it said Howard a new breed of hero as the title. I was like, hmm, that's interesting. But uh, but anyway, so that was that. Um, I saw uh, I went to an advanced screening of Annihilation there. That's where I saw Annihilation at Alamo, and that was I mean we talked about that last episode on Force Perspective. So uh, we got really deep into that one. I know you were a big fan of that movie. Uh, I love that movie. Damn right. Uh, big Trouble in Little China. I saw that. Uh, when was that? This was the. Uh, let me see. The 26th of February. So about a month ago. About a month ago, I was there for Big Trouble. Uh, first time I'd seen it in a long time. Uh, but it was just as fun as I remember. I mean, freaking Kurt Russell. <laughs> Kurt Russell being Kurt Russell, bro. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, he John Wayne it up a little bit, like he tends to do <laughs> in some of these movies. But, you know, it just came out really wacky. I, it's just, it's, this is the stuff that I love, man. Just just. Whack, you be wacky, and I'll have a great but, time. But he was like totally self aware in that movie, though. Like, exactly. remember, it's been a while since I watched it, but like, because he's totally a goof in that movie. Like, he's he's a screw up, right? Because like every like, because doesn't he have like a like a like a buddy that does a lot of karate and stuff around him? Yes. And like he's actually the one that does a lot of the work. Yes, and and think Carpenter did it on purpose, kind of be a parody of like the macho action films. You know, Kurt Russell's supposed to be like the 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 prototypical action hero, and yet he's like a bumbling idiot that keeps getting hit with like with, with the freaking ceiling parts and like getting run into people. It's like it, 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 I, I love that aspect of it. You know, like he's the prototypical macho you know action hero, and here he is be like everybody else around him is more competent than he is. So I lo- I love that aspect of it. But it's a great film. Anybody who hasn't checked it out, so, you know, definitely definitely uh, check out Big Trouble in Little China. Um, I saw Heather's. We talked more about Heather's on Forest Perspective. So if you want to check out that um, that discussion, go to I believe it was episode 106. We talked about Heather's when we did the uh, the Oscar recap because I saw it on the night of the Oscars. That's when they happened to be showing it. For those who didn't know, haven't heard that episode yet. They showed it Oscar night. So I had a choice either, you know, come back from the showcase, sleep and watch the Oscars or come back from the showcase, sleep and go back to New York for uh for the heather screening which of course knowing me because i'm a, I'm a crazy idiot i did the latter and uh, if you want more on that discussion definitely check out force perspective we get a little bit into heathers as well um and then the last thing i went to was uh the big lebowski which i showed send you some pictures of that a couple days ago that was just this past monday as of this recording so that was fun this is what happens when you french a stranger in the alps 
Oh God, I have I've never seen the TV edit. It's and when so you told funny. me that was the line, I'm like, uh, <laughs> I started it's, laughing, bro. I mean, it's the most it's the only more ridiculous thing than Yippie Kaye, Mr. Falcon. <laughs> oh, that's good. Or what about what about what about this town's like a great big pineapple just wait no great big chicken just waiting to get plucked, bro. <laughs> Remember yeah. that one? <laughs> oh, and uh, uh, I'm sick of these uh, monkey monkey fighting snakes on this Monday through Friday plane. <laughs> Where'd you get that scar tip guy eating pineapple? <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Which I'm going to talk about in a minute, by the way. Um, but so, yeah, Big Lebowski. So let me tell you about that a little, a little bit because I haven't talked to you since that screening. So I sent you a couple pictures. They uh they did what's called a movie party. Now Alamo Draft House is kind of known for the movie parties where they'll give you props or they'll give you like little things to do during the movies. Very interactive. And what they did for Big Lebowski was actually I have a I have a funny story to share about this too. So what they did for Big Lebowski was the first thing is they gave out the drink special. There was only one drink special, and it was called the Caucasian, which is what. Uh, the dude drinks in the movie. It's vodka, Kahlua, and cream. I thought he had which white is a Russians. Bit, well, it's a, it's a white. Technically, it is a white Russian, but they just call it the Caucasian. Oh, okay. So, um, so it was one of those things where, like for example, when I went to see Clockwork Orange and they had Milk Plus as the drink special. You know, it was kind of cool to be able to drink what he's drinking in the movie. So I kind of got a kick out of that. I love interactive stuff like that. And then uh, the props for this movie party were a purple glow stick, which we were required to wave in the air anytime the dude either passes out or gets knocked out. <laughs> and he has those wacky uh, hallucinations, which was which was awesome. The first time it happened when uh when they knocked him out for the rug and he started flying with the bowling ball bro. <laughs> Everybody had the glow sticks up and I wish I wish I could have taken a picture of it because it was so it was a great visual. It was so awesome. You know? Uh they had an uh, inflatable crowbar and it says here to show your neighbor just what happens when you uh, mistreat a stranger. So when that part came out with our boy John Goodman whacking that car, bro, everybody got their little crowbars, which I guess they had inflated at some point beforehand. and started whacking like their uh, their uh, their guest with it, like the person they came with. It was pretty awesome, bro. I wish that's something else I wish I could have recorded because it was <laughs> weird seeing these people just go nuts with this crowbar. And then the last thing was just a bowling pin keychain. It says a keepsake that abides. So it's just literally a bowling ball, a bowling ball, a bowling pin keychain with the Alamo Draft House logo on it, which is a pretty cool little souvenir. Um, so as we're entering the theater, this guy's in the front. He ended up being the host of the party, and he's giving out these little like raffle, little raffle pieces of paper. We're supposed to put it our name and our email, and uh, apparently it's going to be a giveaway of some sort. So. We find out that the giveaway is for, I believe, Pendleton, which Pendleton, I believe, was the company that originally made the dude's sweater in the movie. And Pendleton, to celebrate the screening, was giving away an actual replica of the dude's sweater from The Big Lebowski. And uh, I won it. No way. I I fucking won it, bro. So Wait, you have that? Of... You have the sweater? Oh, okay. So, okay, so here's the, the, here's the uh, caveat on that. I, I, they called my name, right? And I, I, you know, everybody was clapping. I started going down to the, to the, to the stage or to the screen, whatever. And as I get halfway there, the guy goes like, "Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention, 
I don't actually have the sweater with me. <laughs> I meant to say that earlier, but with all the shit I had to say, I, I didn't have. I, I completely forgot. So I have your information. Your Pendleton's going to get in touch with you via email, and they're going to send you the sweater. So congratulations, Mark. <laughs> Let's give a round of applause for Mark. Oh, so and, did they uh, get in touch with you yet? No. Oh. So <laughs> I'm going to – when I go there, uh, I'm going back Saturday. And I'm going to talk to them, see maybe they forgot or I don't know. Maybe they couldn't read my, my handwriting. But it's like, hmm, hopefully they don't screw me out of this sweater now. But but we'll see. But if anything, I'll contact Pendleton themselves. Just contact us and be like, bro, where's my sweater? <laughs> but uh, but if you don't believe me, I'll, if you want, I'll send you the video. I have it all on video because I was recording the whole pre-festivities thing. And as they called my name, the video abruptly cuts off because it's like, holy shit, I won. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, but I'll send you that video later if you want. You can see it. But it's, it was pretty awesome. Cool. That's awesome, man. Uh, you're going to need to take a picture in that sweater too, by the way. Oh, when I when – I, oh, are you kidding, bro? That, that's going to be my Halloween costume this year if I actually ever get it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, but that was a big Lebowski. That that was such a fun night, you know. Probably the best night I've had at Alamo in a long time. Probably since my first time there, because the the movie is such a, a quotable classic. Uh, great performances. It's just, it's just a legendary film uh, today, and you know to see everybody love it and enjoy it just as much as I do. You know, it, it was great to be amongst the dude fans, and it was uh, it just made it, the whole experience better. Well, if you do use that as a Halloween costume, you can't go as a dude because it, since you're Hispanic, you have to be El Duderino. Oh, that's right, El Duderino. That's right, bro. Bro, how many alphas are in this movie, bro? John Goodman, the angriest man in America. Steve Buscemi. Shut the fuck up, Donnie. And our boy John Turturro, who had like six lines in the movie and made them all legendary, bro. You don't mess with the Jesus. Did you hear about his the spinoff movie he's doing? Yeah, I have heard of it. Like, is it still happening? Like, is it, like... I, it was, it's it's been filmed already, so it must be happening either this year, or next year, or oh, whatever. But okay, but but it's been filmed. So yeah, uh, I'm uh, you know the TCM classics that is um, that where they're those Fandango events. They're going to do Big Lebowski at some point this year. It's what it's one of the it's one, I forget which month it is, but that's going to be one of the months this year coming up. Um. Uh, but speaking of, uh, that's what I've been up to as far as going to any special screening. Now, I don't get. I don't have a fancy Alamo draft house. I have to. I have to go to like my regular old AMC. Actually, I don't even think it's an AMC. I think it's a. Might be a car mic. I don't know what it is. No, it's a Century. <laughs> it's a Century. Um, and uh, it's uh. So I've been going with the TCM Backlot Club to these uh to some of these screenings. Like so, in January there was the the Treasure of the Sierra Madre, which is really good. Um, last month I think it was the Philadelphia story, uh, which oh, nice. was pretty. Oh, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome, bro. Which was pretty packed. Um, and it like it got a lot of laughs. So like the comedy still worked for that one. Yeah, that, that's and, on my criteria. That's on my uh, criterion buy list. Whenever the next sale happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then just this past Sunday was uh, Vertigo, which we did on the show. Uh, I saw the previews for that. I almost went to that, but I was like, eh, I mean, there's, I, I just couldn't fit it into my schedule, but I almost did that. Yeah, so we, so we did Vertigo, and it's funny because it's – when you're watching Vertigo by yourself, it's one thing, right? But whatever you get like really into – the the kind of the last third of the film where where uh, Jimmy Stewart's character is completely obsessed, um, and you know he's like basically having a uh, making Kim Novak like uh, change her clothes and her appearance and stuff. 
And like uh, at one point, you know, he's like, "Your hair, it can't matter that much to you. Change your hair." And it's like where he's just full on creep. You know, it's so funny to kind of watch the uh, the reactions of the audience. You know. Uh, that either haven't seen it before or maybe, you know, or whatever, because it just comes off so creepy <laughs> that, that he's asking this woman to change her complete appearance, even though it's really her anyway. Um, but, uh, spoilers. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it, it was a fun movie to watch with an audience. And it was almost, it was almost full too for, for Vertigo, which I was pretty happy to see. Um, That's good. next month is, what is next month? Oh, next month is Greece, which is, I'm, ah. I'm gonna go see, but I'm not a big fan of Grease. Oh, I love that movie. Bro. I haven't seen. Grease. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> I haven't seen Grease since maybe um, high school, so it's been like 20 years. So it, it's probably time to give it another shot. Um, but but I'm but we'll see we'll see how it goes. What I'm concerned <laughs> good, about man. is going to be a lot of there might be a lot of like. Hardcore fans there like singing along, and I wouldn't. I, that's gonna bug uh, me. If well, that. it's not if it's not a sing along or a quote along like they do in Alamo Draft House, then you need to tell them to shut the fuck up, like like uh, like our boy John Goodman did to Steve Buscemi. So, <laughs> um, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, it. I may do the grease screening now that now that you mentioned it. If it's gonna be at one of those Fathom event things, yeah, I might I might actually do that. I I did pre-order because I'm a, I'm a I'm because I'm a sucker. I did pre-order the uh, the steel book of the that's coming out for for Greece, because but 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 here's the thing, bro. Because a I'm I'm a sucker for steel books. We we've, we've established this, you know, for the past two years I think on Force Perspective. I'm a sucker for steel books. Number one, and it's, and number two, I mean, especially a steel book that's unique. For example, this is in the shape of a locker that actually opens in the middle oh, like okay. a locker. So it's pretty awesome. So it has the first Grease, the second Grease 2, which I, I'm only getting for laughs because <laughs> that movie is so ridiculous. <laughs> and I'm not going to get into it here, but it's just it's one of those so unnecessary sequels that has barely anything to do with the first one. And then they have, for, for some inexplicable reason, they included the Grease live special from like two years ago from um, from Fox, which is horrible. Oh, uh, okay. But, uh, but I mean – Whatever, bro. It, it, I think it was like twenty bucks for all three. So like, okay, you know what? A steel book, you get Grease again, the, the classic, and then two extra movies, which I probably will never watch, but it's they're there. You know, sign me up. So I pre-ordered that from Amazon. I think it's like twenty five bucks. And then, um, but I might do that. I might do that. And then, uh, what I have coming up, actually, as of this recording, I'm actually going Saturday. We're recording this on a Thursday night. I'm going on Saturday back to Alamo to see Isle of Dogs, which is going to be awesome. I can't wait oh, for okay, that. Oh, yeah. And then Sunday, this is uh, this is the the big one. Sunday. So I've never seen what's what's this movie called? The Long Goodbye, Robert Altman. I've oh, never it's seen a that great movie. movie. I've never seen it with our boy Elliot Gould, bro. Oh AKA my god, it's Geller. such a good movie. <laughs> so they're doing a weird. Not, I want to say weird, but they're doing kind of a unique thing with this. So. It's called an L.A. Noir double feature. So the first movie is The Long Goodbye. Um, and then afterwards, they're doing a special advanced screening of the movie Gemini, which I don't know if you've seen the trailer for that movie. I don't even um, know it, no. It's uh, – well, look, look at – I'll send you the link after we, we finish up here. But um, they're doing a special advanced screening of Gemini. And then I think the director of Gemini is going to be there to do a Q&A afterwards. But – they're kind of doing a whole L.A. Noir theme night. So they're doing Long Goodbye first, then an intermission, and then they're going to show Gemini. 
So that's going to be pretty cool. You know, I, I'm, I've never seen Long Goodbye. I've heard great things about it. I mean, it's Robert Altman, of course. So uh, I can't wait to experience that for the first time. And then I'll get to see Gemini, which I've seen the trailer a few times already. It looks interesting. It's a very, uh, very uh, California very noirzy uh, murder mystery it looks like so it's it's yeah, um, and, and Elliot Gould is not like um he doesn't play it like you know he doesn't he's not like Bogart in this or anything he's he's more schlubby in this yeah um but it's really good it's really really good it has a really good ending i'm not going to spoil it but it has a really good ending oh i can't wait bro um, i can't wait i mean and, I, i'm i'm more going for for freaking for long goodbye than for gemini because i mean I'm I'm going to Gem. I, I'm glad I'm seeing Gemini early because I would like to do like a review for it for the show. But I mean, the long goodbye was my draw for this because I've always wanted to see that movie. And bit of trivia, uh, it, I believe it has uh, the first appearance on film of Mr. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Nice. That's, uh, that's he's in that's a cameo wacky. in a cameo. I, I don't know. Actually, I shouldn't say first appearance of film because it. Pumping Iron may have been before this. I don't uh, think it uh, was, but I mean, but I, when I mean first appearance, I mean as like an uh, as like an actor, um, and it's like a very, it's like a bit part. He's like in like one scene as like a thug. Um, I don't even think he speaks because it's been a while since I've seen. It. I don't think he speaks, but uh, but yeah, he he pops up for like a hot minute in that movie. Nice. I think he's got <laughs> a mustache sure too. Him. I think he's got a mustache. If remember recalls, I think he has a mustache. <laughs> I'll be sure to look out for him, bro. Uh, but that's all I have coming up at uh, at Alamo. Oh, how could I forget? There's one screening that I, that I, additional screening that I went to, um, and I didn't see it on my list because my uncle bought the tickets, not me. So I did. So Alamo every week does something called Terror Tuesday, which Tuesday nights they always show like these really obscure or very like underground horror movies, right? And the one I went to was. Have you heard of S- yes, Adolfo? Yes, I have. I've so never I seen it, see... but it looked terrible. And remember, on the poster it says, don't say it, sound it, or whatever whatever the poster says. But uh, um, No, no, it says, "You don't say it, hiss it. So, because <laughs> uh, or, or else you're just saying S-S-S-S-S, that, that's the title, S-S-S-S-S-S. <laughs> so uh, that, was, uh, that, was, that was something. It it made enough of an impression on me that I bought the Blu-ray like the day after the screening. <laughs> it was like fifteen bucks on Amazon, so I was like, "Why not?" It was restored by Shout Factory, I think. So, yeah, it's so like yeah, a Shout Factory release. Yeah, um, I definitely want to. I'm 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 definitely gonna start showing this to people whenever I invite people over for like just random bullshit. I'm like, "Hey, <laughs> you want to watch?" And they're like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> Because I told this to my coworker that night when I was going, because she goes, "What are you seeing tonight?" I'm like, Sss. "I'm like," she goes, "Are you okay? Like, what do you what do you t- That's the name of the movie. Sss. And then I showed her the poster. She's like, "Oh, I never heard of that." I'm like, "No, I don't expect you to." <laughs> no, it's it, that's a that's a that's a weird one. I've never seen it, but uh, I, I know it by reputation. What did you think I, I, of it? Uh. It was uh, it was interesting. It's uh, you know what, I gotta say that movie was better acted than it had any right to be. Like the acting was surprisingly good. <laughs> you know, it, like with these movies, you can tell like when they're not trying. They know they're in a shitty movie. They just don't even try. 
they were trying here, and it was I actually got sucked into the story pretty well. Um, so props to the actors. I, I don't know who all who any of them are, but props to all of them for for, for at least trying to give a great performance, and it worked because it get it got me really into the story. And I mean, the, the special effects were were terrible, obviously, because we're talking about the seventies here. For some of the uh, with with the the uh, kind of elaborate story they're trying to tell, it uh it very uh it really came off very uh. Let's just say cheap. <laughs> just say cheap. I don't want. I can't really think of anything well, else. I mean, the seventies. They had like this whole like animals attack phase of horror movies. So like that, that was the snakes, right? And then yes. there was uh, Ben, which was rats. Yes. Um, so then... I, we. I not to cut you off, but I got trailers during the pre-show for like wacky, uh, wacky animal attack movies. So I got uh, Devil Dog, the Hound from Hell was okay. the trailer I got. Uh, the Pack. The original one from the 70s, 1977. Uh, Eye of the Cat from 1969. Uh, the Uncanny from 1977 as well. What's the Uncanny and then, about? Uncanny is about cats. Okay. Killer cats. And then finally, bro, which I did not know existed, but my uncle marked out when he saw this trailer. And you might mark out too for all the wrong reasons. I got a trailer for The Birds 2, Land's End. I did not know they had a Birds 2. The bir- I did <laughs> I think not it was, know. I think it was a Showtime original movie from like 1995 oh or something. Oh, my God. The Birds 2, bro. <laughs> they, should put, they should have put in uh, Phase 4, which is a movie about uh, killer ants. Oh, wait a minute. I think I've heard of that. It's I actually think. not. It's actually played straight. It's not like it's not a silly movie. Like, it's actually pretty. Oh, good. no, no. Oh, 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 God. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. So not to cut you off again, but just, I'm, this is all just coming back to me now. So we got those trailers, right? Then we got the regular Alamo trailers. And then usually with the old, with really old screenings, before the movie actually starts, you get two additional like really retro trailers. The first one was for Phase 4. Oh, okay. So you were right on the money there with like kind of like their way of thinking. And the second trailer was for of Unknown Origin. I don't know that one. What's that one about? Uh, let me go to good old Wikipedia. Uh, I forgot who it was. Somebody famous made this of unknown origin. Uh, let me see. Uh, it, it's our his stars our boy Peter Weller. That's one thing. Okay. Uh, it's directed by George P. Cosmatos. I don't know. Oh that... yes, I know that guy. He's a well. Uh, he's a um. The only movie I can think of that comes to mind that he did was Cobra with Stallone in the '80s, and it's not. Ah, good. <laughs> but but RoboCop's in it, so. Hmm. Well, there's yeah, so we got that those two trailers, and then uh, then the movie started, but but yeah, but that was fun. I'd never done a Terror Tuesday before because I've always wanted to do one some of these old screenings, like they do like some really like kind of undergroundy stuff like Piranha, and then they'll do something I never heard of like Shockma. Which is about like a baboon that that starts killing people. So, um, it's uh they're doing um they're doing a uh, uh what's what's this guy's name? Uh, who's the guy? Have you ever seen Basket Case? Uh, I I know Basket Case. I've never seen it. Uh, the director. What's the guy's name? Uh, it's Frank something. Frank Henenlotter. So they're doing a retrospective of him the rest of the month for March into April, and like they're showing all of his movies. Like they're doing Basket Case one, two, three. They're doing Frankenhooker. They're doing uh, what's that other movie called? Um, shit, it's on top of my uh, 
brain damage. You're doing brain damage. Oh, and the brain people... damage. Yeah. I've seen brain damage is messed up. Um, it, it, do you know what brain damage is about? No, it's <laughs> it's about. Oh man, I saw this when I was a, like literally like nine years old, nine or ten years old. So I, this is gonna stretch my memory a bit. But from what I remember, it's about this little alien that looks like a brain, and it and it attaches itself to some guy's like brainstem. And then it, like, makes him commit all sorts of, like, crazy things. And if I remember correctly, like, the little brain monster is, like, a puppet. It's all, like, slimy and stuff. It's really wacky. I can't... I'm sure there's a trailer you can look it up for, look up for it. But from what I remember... Well, I remember seeing it and thinking it was, like, way too weird for me at, like, 10 years old. <laughs> Why are you watching that at 10 years old is what I want to I know. I don't know. I think it was one of those... I was up late, and it got, it came on Showtime or Cinemax or one of those channels, and I just started watching it, and there you go. Um, it was definitely like a late-night movie on a, on one of those channels. Uh, it is a messed-up film. Now you make you want to see it. Let me... Okay, so when is the screening for... So Brain Damage is Wednesday night, April 11th, and uh, there's still a good amount of seats left, so now you're making me want to watch it. I'll tell you that right now. I would go just for the weirdness of it. Yeah, I want. I think I was the one I was leaning towards because I wanted to do at least one of these screenings. I, Basket Case is like the famous one. I actually have the uh, 4K restoration of Basket Case that Arrow Video uh, put out. I think two weeks ago they put it out on Blu-ray. So I picked that up because Basket Case is such a such a famous cult movie. So I, I like you know those movies like you know Basket Case. Pieces, Cannibal Holocaust. Uh, what's the other one that I have? Um, uh, Cat in the Brain. I like to own those because those are like famous cult movies. Even though I may only watch them once, never watch them again. I just like to have it because I'm just that kind of collector, you know. Um, so I'm skipping that screening, but I'm always leaning towards Frankenhooker, and I'm not sure if I want to do that anymore because you kind of just convinced me on well, on brain damage. Try so. try and find the trailer and see see and see if it appeals to you. Um, but man, all those titles—it just reminded me of uh, uh, of the VHS section in the, hor- the horror section in the VHS sto- uh, rental stores like Blockbuster and stuff. I mean, that's just pure '80s trash, all that stuff. And I mean that in the, in an endearing way. It's pure '80s trash. Well, speaking of uh, '80s trash, you know what they're also showing uh, next week, which I almost thought about going to, but then ended up getting sold out. The Garbage Pail Kids movie. No, don't see it. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's there's fun there's fun bad movies and then there's like make it stop bad movies. This is a make it stop bad movie. Seriously, never watch that. <laughs> never watch it. No, I think you're convincing me now. Otherwise, no, in the no. other direction. <laughs> I, I I mean this with utmost sincerity. Never watch that movie. It is the wor- It is. It is probably in like my top five worst things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and Shout Factory did a, a Blu-ray for this, bro. I know, I, I get it. I know. Understand has, a, I understand it has a cult following, but no, that movie is is. I mean, and I know. Oh, it's garbage kill kids. You're not supposed to take it seriously. No, no, no. That's not why it's bad. It's bad because it's incompetently made. It's creepy as shit, and it's just, it's just not entertaining at all it's so boring and horrible no 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 stay away from it <laughs> so okay so let me tell you about uh there's two other screenings they're doing have you ever heard of a movie called secret agent double soul with billy d williams no but that sounds amazing 
It sounds right. <laughs> Let me read the description, bro, because this is wacky. It says, "This is the greatest and only movie ever made by Billy D. Williams' stunt double in Return of the Jedi." <laughs> After making history with his role as Harvey Dent in Tim Burton's Batman, Billy D. Williams made history again by starring as Secret Agent Double O Soul in Secret Agent Double O Soul. We'd love to share the plot of this miracle of a movie, but since we still haven't figured it out yet, know this. Secret Agent 00 Soul drops somewhere between Dolomite and Airplane and features a scene where mummies rap in a haunted house. There are also people falling down, stuff blowing up, and Williams wearing a Dracula cape while arguing with his seven-foot-tall son, who is a hobo and a lawyer. Den- deny reality and embrace this movie. <laughs> so... <laughs> I may do this one too, bro. There's so much shit in the poster, bro. The poster looks so photoshopped with Billy D. Williams holding a squirt gun with two ladies next to him, bro. That sounds. <laughs> I'm marking out for this already. That sounds interesting. And they're also sh- they're showing Pumping Iron too. The women also. Which I didn't know exists. I knew about Pumping Iron because you just mentioned it. But they're showing Pumping Iron to the women, which I guess is about female bodybuilders. So, so that's another screen. <laughs> bro, Secret Agent Double O Soul, bro. Wow. <laughs> oh man, uh, I love this place. <laughs> uh, I'm looking it up on uh, IMDb here. It is rocking a 2.8. <laughs> But Billy D. Williams, bro. Oh, Zeus is in it. Tiny Lister. Yes. <laughs> the only other person that made me buy a ticket, Billy D. Williams, would be Tiny Lister, bro. Wow. Wait till I tell Draven about this. He probably already knows about it, knowing him. <laughs> oh man. Uh, what is the other one I wanted to tell you about before I get to my 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 main one? Um. So. Oh, right here. Uh, real quick, um, they're also doing a screening, a special screening of Best Friends Volume 1. Now, have you heard of Best Friends? This is the wise, Tommy Wiseau one, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> they're doing a, a special screening of Best Friends. Apparently, there's, there's going to be – it's a two-parter. Like, they're doing, like, Kill Bill, which is very Tommy Wiseau to be <laughs> to copy that. So it's Best Friends Volume 1, and Greg Cicero is going to be there live, and they're going to sign autographs afterwards. Um, you know I'd be so – going to this right the problem is that it's on my sister's birthday that night and she would never forgive me if i went to see greg sistero on her birthday so you know i mean (laughs) it was uh it was like the rock or somebody like that or somebody that she would care about it's greg sistero it's not even dave franco it's it's the real greg sistero who doesn't have as much name value as as dave franco does so So yeah, she would never forgive me. So I ha- unfortunately, I have to skip that. But, um, but yeah, but that's what's coming up at Alamo Draft House in the near future in Brooklyn. So shout out to those guys for always uh, making me feel like a kid again every time I go there. So, um, and uh, I guess before we move on to what we're supposed to talk about, um, I mentioned this to you, and I uh, pretty much marked out like a <laughs> like a freaking. Uh, I don't know what you would call it. I don't know, like a freaking uh, wrestling mark, I guess. Been finding out about Daniel Bryan coming back to wrestling. Um, but uh, Tribeca Film Festival. Uh, I uh, think yes. we talked about this. We talked about this uh, last year about how I went to the uh, – I did the Reservoir Dog screening last year with Quentin Tarantino there in person and uh, the cast reunion. And I did the Godfather 
screening. It was Godfather 1 and 2 with the reunion afterwards with De Niro, Pacino, um, Diane Keaton. They were all there. You know, uh, Coppola was there. Didn't you do Taxi uh, Driver too? I did, but that was uh, two years ago, actually. Oh, okay. That's so two, two years, years ago. ago was, wow. Yeah, yeah, I did Taxi Driver. So De Niro was there. Uh, Jodie Foster was there. Our boy Harvey Keitel was there. It, it, was, it, was, a, it was a good time. Then last year was Reservoir Dogs and Godfathers 1 and 2. Uh, or as they call it, the Godfather saga. And then, uh, because nobody thinks about 3 anymore. <laughs> 3 does not exist. And uh, this year, they're doing uh, Schindler's List and uh, Senor Spielbergo. And Liam Neeson will be there. And 35 years, bro. That makes me, uh, that makes me feel old, considering I'm not even 35 yet. But uh, 35 35th anniversary of my favorite movie, Scarface, with uh, De Palma, Pacino, and Michelle Pfeiffer there in person. So I'm going to be marking out that entire night. I'm going to be quoting that movie <laughs> the entire night. And, I mean, it's, it, hey, it's my favorite fucking movie. So I'm going to have a good time. And, I, and, bro, I know you're, like, probably rolling your eyes right now. But it's like, bro, just imagine – if they did like an 80th anniversary screening of Casablanca and both Bogart and Bergman were there. That's what it would be like for you. So, Well, I, that'd be a little scary because they're both dead. Exactly. <laughs> like they're zombies. But in some parallel universe where they're <laughs> yeah. still alive. Yeah, yeah. And they were doing that. That's what it'd be like for you. So. No, man. Hey, go for it, man. Sounds fun. Wait, is yeah. De Palma going to be there, you said? Yes. Oh, cool. But that's what's coming up uh, April 19th, I believe, is the, the screening. And I'm sure the, the press is going to be covering it because Variety and Deadline already did articles about the Scarface screening. So I'm sure there's going to be articles about that afterwards. So it's going to – just like with The Godfather. But, yeah, that's what's coming up for me screening-wise. And when, when, New when's York Scarface? And what's that? When's Scarface? April 19th. Okay. Interesting. Cool. But yeah, but that's what's coming up for me. I know. See, my updates when we take this, so we say like we're always we're almost an hour into this already. We just talked about you know retro screenings and shit and and brain damage and and, brain and damage. secret agent 00 soul. No, you gotta you gotta you gotta look up a trailer for brain damage. It's wacky. It is a wacky movie. We'll do, man. 